Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back, and let's chat about what is happening up in the stars above. And please forgive my sort of tardiness this morning as I somehow got into a time warp. I swear my husband changes the time on the clock that sits above my vanity mirror uh, because I usually know that when it says 10 to 8, that I have probably 15 to 20 minutes because somehow that clock is fast. Well, apparently it's either slowing down or he changed the time because it was right on and I was still blow drying my hair. Mm, yeah. So I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad you're all here. Let's say good morning to Ursula. It's great to see you. She says, uh, Ursula says, I feel blessed whenever I'm able to join and tune into my stellar gifts of insight. Thank you very much, Miss Ursula. Corey, good morning to you. And JLo, Grand Rising. I love how you say that. And it's good to see you. And I'm sure there are others out there uh, or that there will be others joining us shortly this morning. Um, I had all of these grandiose ideas about what it was that we were going to talk about this morning. And um, yeah, somehow, yeah, they just didn't quite happen. Although I have some really good information for you, you might feel like I'm meandering through. And that's partly because there's so much going on and it's hard to just distill it down to one thing to talk about or just a couple of things to talk about. So consequently, I wanna to try to talk about all of them in some way, shape or form. So here we are today with Jupiter having gone direct, with Mercury having gone direct or going to be going direct soon. Let's see, when I checked this morning, it was still retrograde. I think it's a little bit later in the afternoon. Do I have a time? I do. Uh, Mercury will turn direct at 8.07 a.m. So it's already done, but I set this chart up at 6 o'clock this morning or 6.30 this morning. So we are now sitting here with a lot of energy in forward motion, which again, you know, opens up the gateways for us to be doing something or for the things that have been stalled in our lives over the last few weeks or months, uh, actually probably since like May, to again take uh, steps forward. And wherever it is in your life that you've felt that sort of stop sign or energy slowing down, you might start to see that a uh, little bit of, of push to get going or to do something um, uh, along the next lines of what needs to be done. So that's a good thing, right? It is a good thing, except that sometimes these can be very uh, difficult days when, when planets are changing direction because it kind of stirs up the energy. What I noticed stirring up in me this morning had a lot to do with uh, inadequacy. And I was like, why would that be coming up? And then I realized that Mercury turned direct in the Gene Key 48 or in the Human Design Gate 48, whose shadow is inadequacy. Like I felt not adequately prepared to come out here and talk to you today, especially coming off of what was a very emotional weekend for me. Can't talk about that because if I do, I'm going to cry. I'm not doing that this morning. And uh, the, the inadequacy can be coming up from many different places within you, right? It can be coming up from a, a chance comment that someone else said. It could be coming up from just a place where you don't really even know, um, like, why is that here again? That was my reaction this morning is, why is that here again? And especially when you think you've already worked through it all, 
right? That's what I, I, I get thrown when I feel like I've already been through this, right? I've worked through this for myself. I've worked through this with other people. So why is it showing up again? And one of the things that I can tell you about the energy as Jupiter shifts directions is that our um, faith in ourselves faith in a benevolent universe or faith in this physical world is being tested right now. And primarily what's being tested is our principles, right? The principles, the legs you stand on in this life, your, you might call them your ethics. You might call them your morals. You might call that uh, your integrity, but literally these are the tests that we're all experiencing right now. And then wouldn't you know it, Jupiter is sitting at the gate 49, the gate of oh, da, 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 revolution. So we have a lot of change ahead of us. Now, Jupiter is a planet that is pretty far out there, right? It, it begins the level of the transpersonal planets, meaning the inner planets. So sun and moon, Mercury, Mars, Venus, they're all inner planets. And those planets all affect us, including Earth, by the way, affect us personally. So wherever those planets are in your chart, you have a personal connection to them. So what they do is of primary importance. But then we also have the planets Jupiter and Saturn. And whatever Jupiter and Saturn do are sort of predictors of societal changes, particularly Jupiter as the faster moving of the two between Jupiter and Saturn. So whatever Jupiter does tells us the direction that society is moving in. Society meaning um, our culture, uh, the people, and our communities, and our planet in general, right? Where Saturn and whatever's going on with Saturn dictates a little bit more of the grander, bigger um, uh, changes going on in society. So Jupiter being the ones maybe that we have a little more connection to or that we can see more readily, Saturn, the backdrop changing society on the grander scale. Then we have Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, and all of the parts and pieces that are out beyond them that are affecting our collective, right? So the collective, the bigger um, idea of, of who we are. So right now, when we have planets changing direction, we have effects at all levels of ourselves, right? Mercury is a personal planet. So personally, things are developing and changing. And then we have Jupiter changing direction. We had Saturn change direction last week. And the week before that was Pluto. So we've had the collective, we've had the transpersonal, and we've had the personal planets all change direction from retrograde into forward motion. So the changes and things that were morphing on the inner planes are now starting to pick up speed for demonstration in the outer world. And the way that we react to that sometimes is with confusion. We can react to that with um, some form of fear response, especially when it's happening at this time of year, where the sun and indeed we have Mercury and Mars all moving through fear gates on the spleen center in our human design. So what's often the first reaction that we have to the changes is the shadow, right? The fear energies. So as we, as we start to move forward, it is completely and totally natural for us to lead with fear or to lead with that shadow energy. Now, I don't like necessarily focusing on the shadow, but I think it's good for us to be aware that 
at the level of your DNA, at the level of all of our DNA, is the, the survival energies engendered by fear. So in our DNA is the potential for us to express that fear, because that fear for our millions of years of evolution uh, has been what has kept us alive. It's why we thrive now as a species and why it is that we can say that, you know, we have come so far because we have, and that's because our DNA has us um, prepared for meeting the challenges of survival. But is that all we want? Is that all we want? It isn't, right? We now know so much more, right? We are now so much wiser. We are in this process of some, what some people call ascension. And no, it isn't something that happens all at one day or all at one time. It's something that comes across over time. And we might also call it evolution, right? And our evolution is about changing the DNA or the DNA responding to changes that we are initiating internally, each of us, right? As a choice, are we choosing the bare minimum of survival energy or are we gonna choose the thriving and flourishing aspects, which would lead us into the gift and into the city if you're talking gene keys. And it would lead us into the highest expression of who it is that we are here to be, that we are designed to be. And here's the other thing is that we are all designed to be genius. We're all designed to be uh, in that highest expression, but we are evolving toward it. It isn't as easy, I think, for us sometimes to get to that genius level uh, because the of the natural field of fear that sits on the planet at the moment. But the more of us that have escape velocity, right, the more of us that can escape that shadowy fear-based energy, the more that we can change the collective or we're opening up. Think of it like a uh, 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 I'm trying to think of a, a vehicle, a bulldozer or um, what are those trucks called that clear the roads? Uh, maybe it's a like, oh, okay, think of a, a, the, the snow plows, right? How they clear the roads, they open roads so that we can make it through. So we are in the process right now of opening that road of, of making it wider, of making it safer for those that are to come behind us to connect to that energy of evolution and change. So it's, it's huge. It's big. It's difficult for us sometimes to see how perfect everything really is in guiding us to that next level, but it is exactly what's happening. Then if we look at a week like this week, so the stars, the human design and gene keys and Pleiadian earth calendar, they're all tools that help us to see what is the next tool, what is the next step. So they're not causing anything to happen. So it's, uh, there's, forgot to plug my computer in, got it. Whew. Okay. So if it was slowing down, I apologize. That was me having not put in my, uh, uh, cord. So if we think about the, the possibility that right now we have the opportunity to clear some more paths, right? To clear by clearing out our own clocks, if you will, cleaning our own backyards, we have the potential for helping others to come in behind us and to achieve what we have already achieved and to excel 
and for us to move to our next level. So we're all helping one another. That's kind of the key here. Oh, I was saying when we look at a week like this week where we have such high energy, we have so many different things that we could point to, including a full moon. Let's just throw in a full moon in Aries that is going to stir the pot, right? That we are going to have some very significant energies as a part of us during um, that full moon that we have grand opportunities to let go of the past and to connect to a wiser, more beautiful future. But as all futures are in the future, we have to start in the now, right? We can't, we can't go to the past. We can't go uh, into the future too much. We have to stay in the now. And that's the interesting thing that I wanted to really start with here this morning is as we were awakening this morning, uh, the moon had moved out of the sign of Pisces where it spent most of the weekend and into the sign of Aries. So we're already in preparation mode for that full moon on Wednesday. So the full moon is going to happen later in the degrees of the sign of Aries. But at the beginning uh, of Aries, we have new beginnings, right? We have the beginning sign of the Zodiac. We have the potential, the very first potential for Aries energy is about new beginnings. So I looked at what is the first gate in our human design that is connected astrologically to that new beginning energy in Aries. And it's the gate 25 and gate 25 in the line two happens to be my life purpose son. I couldn't believe that when I checked that out this morning, it was like, oh, wow. So the new beginnings, the zero degrees of Aries is the new beginning gate in human design, but it's not just about what is about a new beginning. It's about love. This is the gate of universal love in its highest expression. So the zodiacal or astrological year begins with the energy of universal love, but it is also a gate of being present in the now moment, being present to the now, right? Being here in this moment. And in this moment is everything, right? We're breathing in this moment. We are not breathing in the past because we might have breathed in the past, but by its very nature, that puts it in the past tense. It has something that happened and we cannot yet breathe into the future because the future isn't here. So all we have is this moment, right? Right now. And so universal love is a part of that acceptance is the highest, is the, not the highest expression. Universal love is actually the highest expression. If we look at this in the gene keys, um, acceptance is the key to the gift, right? It moves us out of constriction. It moves us to where we constrict our breath, where we pull inward to ourselves. So the moon in Aries, the moon through the gate 25 is presenting us with the opportunity through the now moment to become more accepting and more loving of ourselves and others. And it reminds me of the galactic center. I'm not sure why I put the galactic center here, but I, I think that's because somebody asked me a question about that in email this morning. And the galactic center being the center uh, no, it's not the galactic center. Oh my God, Janet, it's on the G center, <laughs> the G center, the center for love and direction, identity, your identity. It is in your chart. It is the yellow diamond. If it's defined, it's yellow. If it's open, it's white. 
So at center, it is the seat of the soul. It's where the heart of who you are resides. So the G center or identity center, um, center for love and direction. But in the gene keys, if we look at how that center is aligned in the highest expression, the city expression, it's oneness. So the highest potential then for Aries energy as we start this new round with the moon is about oneness. The gift level is self, selfhood, being one's true self. In the lowest expression, it's more the selfish me. So the me, 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 where greed and selfishness and vanity reside. So even though Aries is a sign of self-focus and self-discovery, it is really not designed to be selfish, although that can be the shadow energy of it. So the potential we have starting now, but also taking us through the full moon and the full moon being a time of releasing, right? Letting go of something, of a revelation, something that, you know, awakens us to something is that we could release our uh, selfish ways, our self-centered on the negative side of self-centeredness in favor of being authentic, right? Of being an authentic member of the human race here. One that is willing to do what it takes to bring together unity and oneness and universal love to live according to principles. You're going to want to write that word down, principles. And being independent. I highlighted independence because I think that's another word that you want to highlight right now. Independence. And what does independence mean? We're going to talk about that a little bit more too. Courage. Aries is a sign of courage and it's courage to be the leader, to break out of the pack, to live your truth, to be authentic. It is strength to stay the course, to stand where your principles are or to stand on your principles. It is boldness boldness to boldly go where no one has gone before to boldly live according to a new authority your authority not the world at large's authority but your authority self-absorption is one of the more negative aspects here so when we talk about a sign we always know we've got the positive and we have the more lower frequency part of that energy as well and the lower frequency here, this is where we get into that selfish, self-absorption, vanity. But there's also impulsiveness here. And it's impulsiveness that irritates others. There's good impulsiveness, right? The, the one that says, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to uh, start this program. I'm going to do this, right? But impulsiveness that irritates others, right? That you change directions unexpectedly without letting people understand what you're up to impatience, right? Maybe the impulsiveness comes from being impatient. So those are the things that are the more negative expressions of our Aries uh, new moon or not Aries new moon, Aries moon energy today, but also with our Aries full moon energy on Wednesday. Now in the body, Aries energy rules everything to do with the eyes, the face, the head. So the brain, your scalp, um, the uh, the actual head, head injuries, headaches, dizziness, all of that is the Aries energy. But I also um, always think of, I think of Aries energy as the body as well. So the, the physical vehicle, right, that you're in. So Aries itself might rule the face and the head and all of that, but that's a part of a bigger body, the body that enters into a relationship with the planet Earth and with the bodies, the people on the planet. 
So I sometimes think of Aries energy too, as the physical being, the physical body inter, uh, interacting with the physical planet, right? The physical planet. So uh, good morning to others. Asa, great to see you out there. And Susie Gemini, lovely to see you. Uh, JLo says, I have my Chiron in Aries. I'm okay with healing. All that is needed in this. Good morning, Christine Buckingham. Andy Girl said it was 11-11 at some point. That was 10 minutes ago. Sorry, I didn't see that right away. Um, so JLo says, ooh, I will share a post from my group, which can maybe help us also. It does point out the gates, but this way we can know what to pay attention to. Natasha, hello, Val, good morning to you. And Christine Buckingham says, I have Black Moon Lilith in Aries. So right now we all are seeing the transit of Chiron and Eris through Aries. So these are two bodies that represent our shadow, but also the um, more distorted uh, selfhood that we can find that Eris often triggers in us, right? So the distorted selfhood, meaning where we are not in alignment with our truth, where we're not being tolerant of others, where we are not being inclusive of others. So it's all part and parcel, Chiron, Eris, and in, in your case with the Black Moon Lilith there as well. So taking a look at your personal selfhood, uh, Christine, and where is it that you're afraid to stand? Where are you afraid to come out of that shadow energy? So we're all grappling with these issues. We all have Aries somewhere in our charts, right? So if you have your human design chart, look for the gate 25, look for your identity center, right? That's where the 25 lies over to the right. And it connects to the gate 51, this is part of the cha uh, the channel of initiating an awakening. So it is part of awakening for us. But also later, as we move through, as the moon moves through Aries, as we move closer to the full moon, we'll have the full the uh, energy of the gate 51, which is shock. I'm just taking a quick look because I want to see the, on the 20th, the full moon is actually going to be um, in the gate three. So I'm going to pull up a graphic here in a second. So you can see all of the Aries gates. So the gate three is a part of Aries energy as well. And it is a gate of innovation, right? So we, not only do we get this opportunity to initiate a new beginning and that new beginning being infused with love and acceptance, that new beginning leads us to an awakening, to an initiation into a new way of being, and then innovation, right? Where we become able to see things in a new way. And that new way is based on principles that are being changed right now, right? The principles that we have, common core um, principles, let's call them, and independence versus interdependence. That's a Chiron theme that we're also dealing with. So we have a lot of really cool things that are kind of being woven together in this week for all of us to take a look at. So first of all, let's see if I can find, let me go to my files real quick and open this up. Oh, there we go. Downloads. And then I'll share my screen so you all can see the Aries gates that we're dealing with. Share. There we go. So now what you see in order are the gates that are Aries gates. 
when we get to the full moon, the full moon, so we know the full moon is going to be in the later degrees of Aries. Uh, I mean, the, yeah, the full moon will be in later degrees of Aries because the sun is just a day or two shy of moving into Scorpio at the point of the full moon. So we have innovation as our potential for the full moon. So uh, the things that began with the new moon two weeks ago can find a revelation perhaps or a, uh, a point of releasing that becomes innovative. But here's where we're beginning, right? Here at the 25 and the 25 is on the identity center, also called the G center. And then the next gate goes to the 17. And the 17 is a, a very interesting gate because we know it as the gate of opinions, or at least in human design, we're often talking about the lower expression of this energy at this gate as being opinions. But when we look at it from the gift level, this becomes farsightedness. So the, it helps us to from our point of reference here in the now to see the potential for the future, right? Farsightedness in the highest expression, the gift uh, from the gift of farsightedness, we go to omniscience. That's very godlike, isn't it? Very sounds like very much being divine and being able to see the bigger picture. So we go from farsightedness into the gate 21 in the shadow, the gate 21 we know of as control where we are either the victims of a controller or we ourselves are the controller, making other people the victims of our wanting or our need to control, including creating a victim stance for ourselves as controlled or controlling. But the gift level is authority, right? Authority, you being you and knowing your truth and standing in your truth. These are all very Aries words, by the way. So we see Aries gates in human design are very much running the themes from human design that connects us to Aries in the Zodiac that also connect us to the gene keys. So we have this astro design that is um, bringing sort of a thread of commonality through these three big systems. Now then, after we get from authority, after we claim our authority, we get to the gate 51. And you can see the 51 will be on the will center as well as the gate 21 was, the ego center or the heart center. And in this gate, we have shock or we have awakening. We have something that happens that rattles us. And it doesn't have to be in a negative way. It can be something shocking negative. It could be something shocking positive. But the net effect of it is to awaken us. And then when we have that awakening, we can move that energy over to the 25 at the other end to universal love. So we, we're finding ways in this channel to bring the two parts of our heart and soul together to oneness. So oneness, again, remember the center here where our soul sits is in its highest expression, this, the energy of oneness. When we get to the next gate, 42, we've moved down to the sacral now. And the sacral is the center for doing and being. So the doing and being in the gate 42 is about getting things to a celebration stance. So I used the word from the gift level, which is detachment. It's an important concept here because detachment means not that we don't care or that we don't want something to be a certain way. It's that we hold ourselves back a bit about how that is going to come about, when that is going to come about, 
who's going to bring that about. We we hold sort of lightly the passion or the idea or the um, the desire that we have. And when we can be maintain that sort of detached uh, detachedness, then we can be sort of more in the now. And then we can lead ourselves to that celebration stance, right? When we actually achieve what it is that we desired. And then we can also be surprised at how awesome it is when it happens and how surprised and in wonder we can be when it happens in a way that we totally didn't expect. The last gate that we'll experience is going to be the one where the full moon sits, which is the gate three. The gate three is a gate in um, that that can really take us into evolution. In, in reality, it is a gate that is always going to push us to the edges. It's going to be the if you have it defined in your chart, you have a certain piece of the puzzle of evolution that you're here to share with the world. And it can be a gate sometimes where we feel um where we feel like we don't quite fit in like that there's something different about us and when we have planets that transit over us or over that gate it can feel that way as well where it's like ah i have this unique viewpoint i have this you know genius mad idea uh and I, and i and i know how it would innovate the world or change the world um, but we're not quite ready to do that. So innovation itself comes from a place of knowing that there is something new that needs to be birthed, but it is based on the sacral, which also means it has to be timed, timing. And timing is in response to what is showing up in the outer world. So um, if you think of uh, uh, Da Vinci, and some of the drawings that you could see from things that he drew, things that look like airplanes and helicopters, and um, they were way ahead of their time. Not only didn't they have the ability to manufacture those kinds of things or to build those kind of things, in a way, the bulk of the population couldn't even envision those things, right? Da Vinci, far ahead of his time, able to tap into um, an innovative future, a future where things like that, flying machines and uh, helicopters could exist. Um, but at the time, the people couldn't envision it. And so in some ways, he was even considered a heretic. So innovation has to show up in our lives in the right timing. And that timing is in response to something we see in the outer world where our innovative idea can fill a need. So innovation isn't something we can force. It is something that happens in response to something that the world needs or when the timing is right, right? So it is um, maybe something that we can all appreciate because if we try to do things in the wrong timing, they tend to fall apart, right? Or they tend to blow up in our faces. But when we do things in the right timing, and that timing is when the right people, the right materials, the right energy is all aligned. Things happen as if by magic, right? All those difficulties, those blocks, those limitations that we thought we had just seemingly disappear. That's when you know you're doing things in right timing. So these are all of our Aries gates. 
innovation being the one that will be where the full moon is going to be on Wednesday. All right, so stopping sharing. Let me pull back over here. Any questions about any of that? Uh, let's see. Leilani, good morning. That explains why suddenly I finally was able to realize how important credit is and understand how humans travel through a multiverse. I love it. And she says, I had an epiphany that different dimensions are accessed through a certain vibrational frequency. Thus, the more open-minded one is, the more they are able to see a variety of perspectives. Wow, that's profound. And it's absolutely right. And uh, let's see if I go back, there were some other Amy Energy, good morning to you. It's great to see you. Um, Val says, I feel this coming through strong in social media right now. There are huge changes on the horizon in social media. And um, I, I've had a love-hate relationship with social media, especially since my son died. I just felt like I couldn't always share what was really going on. Because anything that you share in social media, especially if it's of a personal nature, leaves you open to criticism, to other people's judgments. It leaves you open to their love and their, their gratitude or their caring too. But there's so many things that are not positive about social media, but I feel like that we're turning a corner on that. And I think that's partly how we are each maturing or becoming more evolved as individuals where we're actually saying what it is we will tolerate and what we will find intolerable. And um, the more that we do that, the more we are aligning with our principles. So thank you for that lovely segue, <laughs> Val, Leilani, JLo, and Christine for helping me bring us to this point where Jupiter turned direct in a gate in our human design that is highly energetic that is about revolution and and we know we know what revolution means right revolution re-evolving we talked about this on friday somebody said it's we should almost have it listed as re-evolution right r-e-e-v-o-l-u-t-i-o-n not revolution revolution re-evolution so that we always the world is always turning and a revolution is taking us to the turning of a circle or turning of a cycle, right? The revolution of a, a wheel that turns, right? The revolution of an engine or something that's turning, revolving. And that always then seemingly brings us to the potential for a new beginning. And every revolution brings us new energy, right? A new beginning, a new energy, a new potential, a new potential for expressing the next level, the spiral of consciousness, right? If we start down at the point at the bottom, or if we start up at the top, we can always see that the spiral is revolving or bringing us revolution on every level as it moves through. So Jupiter turning direct at the gate of revolution is bringing us societal changes because it's a planet that revolves around society and culture, right? It's not so personal. It's the personal path you have that connects you to society. It's where you plug in to the matrix, if you will, um, and the roles that you play in the society, but it's based on your own personal path, right? And that's seen through your human design, that's seen through your gene keys, through your incarnation cross, through your life purpose. That's the part that you play in the societal changes that are occurring on the planet. 
So don't you think it's important to know what your life purpose is, to know who you are as an authentic individual, to study even the highest principles of you, right? And not, this isn't about being selfish even. This is about knowing that you're part of this tapestry. You're part of the whole. And so it's incumbent upon each of us to know who we are in that whole so that we can authentically connect or plug in to add our voice or our energy to that of the whole. So Jupiter at the gate of revolution, bringing us to uh, the need to act from our principles. And those principles are undergoing change, right? It's at the 49, change, revolution, (laughs) upset. Um, Time for us to check our beliefs, right? Check your beliefs, check them at the door even. There is a distinctly Sagittarian energy around all of this as Jupiter is the planetary ruler of Sagittarius. Nothing in the sign of Sagittarius here, but there's always that connection to Sagittarius. Sagittarius energy is about our beliefs. It is the ninth house in our astrology chart where our beliefs reside, where our philosophies reside. And out of those beliefs and philosophies come our principles. The problem has been that we spout certain principles or we spout certain beliefs, but do we live from them, right? That's the part that's falling apart. That's the part that's in revolution right now, that right now we have to have a principles check. We have to have an integrity check. We have to understand that if we are not true to ourselves, then we cannot be true to the whole right? We cannot be true. um, And we cannot add our voice if we're not living from that authentic place. There's so many thoughts going through my head about all of this. But so I hope you guys can can are understanding what I'm, I'm talking about here, where it's so important that each of us play our true roles that we we are not, we've been conditioned to be something that we're not, right in many ways. And through our interaction with our families and society um, at large, with our cultures, with our religions, with our institutions. And if you look back across the last couple of years, you can see the effect that not living from our principles has had on our institutions. Or is it the institutions falling apart that are causing us to look at our principles and to redesign the way that we live in the world based on higher principles? they go back and forth. Another key element of Jupiter moving or Jupiter in general is the energy of faith and faith perhaps being uh, tested by um, tests of our principles, right? Where things happen, um, are we, you know, really living from our inner principles or do we let those slip in order to fit in? Or do we let those things slide because it isn't the popular or the social media driven thing to say or to do or to be? And it's funny because this can happen at all levels of your life. Um, For a very, very long time in my own family, I have I've felt like the outlier. It's just a feeling. It wasn't really true. No one ever said to me, oh, you're so weird, mom, or you're so weird, Janet. What are you doing? But I felt it right because I've always had these alternative beliefs, or I see things differently. For you guys, it's it's good enough for you to know I have Jupiter and Saturn 
very close together, one in Capricorn and Jupiter in Aquarius. So I see both the benefits of the past and I also see the potential for where we could go. So I'm always seeing things in a different way from a lot of the people around me, my peers, my family. So suddenly, just a few weeks ago, a few months ago, I started actually giving them messages like I give to you every morning um, that I would never have done before because I couldn't help but be my true self anymore. It wasn't possible for me to just live one level with the family, but be, you know, sort of not letting them in on the bigger truths that I'm living, uh, such as what I live with you guys, right? So I started sending them all kinds of different messages, messages of spirit, things that that I just can't even believe sometimes that I wrote. I wrote them a message this morning and I'm like, oh, I don't know where that came from, but I just felt like I needed to share that with you. So all of us then, if I'm experiencing that, you're experiencing it in some way. Some of you might be experiencing it interpersonally with someone you love that is uh, in your life or in your family. Some of you might be experiencing that in an inter-community sort of way as a group that you're a part of and recognizing that you haven't been living your authentic or uh, self in that group or sharing your authenticity in the group because maybe you're afraid that your voice is so different that other people won't get you or they won't understand you. But that's not living in accordance with your principles, right? So we're becoming, we're coming to a point where we can no longer keep living the lies. We can no longer keep living the untruths, the half-truths. We want to live by our capital T truths. But the other part of the story, the other part of the story is that there isn't just one truth. There are multitudes of truths. There might be one capital T truth that we are all tapping into from some point of view that we all have that's different from everyone else. But to underscore Sagittarius, Jupiter, ninth house energies, we have to understand that our point of view is just a part of the pie. It's a slice of the whole. And then if we look now at the moon moving through Aries, Chiron in Aries, Eris in Aries, what we're seeing is the negative impact from all of us believing that only I'm right. You're not right. I'm right. There can only be one truth, right? So what we're learning here now is to be more inclusive, to live more from our principles, right? If we say we have principles of freedom, but because you're of a different race or you're of a different financial class, you're different, you don't have the same rights or you don't get to live by the same principles, then we are at cross currents to our principles. We are not living from our truths. So all of that is under a change at the moment and it's blowing up everywhere right in different ways for different people for different groups for different nations as we begin as it begins to really dawn on us that everything that we do as an individual is also impacting um, the entire group the entire planet and it helps us then as we've talked about before with this age of aquarius that we're in to see better how we can manage or balance and harmonize 
uh, the individual and the group, right? The individual and the community, or still be able to have our own identity and claim our own authenticity and not fear that we lose that individualism or we lose that identity if we are part of a whole. Does that make sense? Tell me what you guys are thinking about. Uh, I need the feedback this morning. Conscious vibration, inbox me for a reading now. I don't know what that means, but um, you can. I'm going to put up my website address here, uh, www.living-astrology.com. There you can go find out the different readings I do. And right now through Halloween, um, human design readings are discounted. And I, I, I'm not sharing this yet. Never mind. But that's something you probably want to do. Gayla Seeger, good morning. Hi, what influence is there when Jupiter and Neptune is in my first house? You are the natural embodiment of those two planets. And not only that, think about this. Neptune is the ruler of Pisces. Jupiter is the more traditional ruler of Pisces. So Jupiter and Neptune are related, right? They bring us to the mastery of our higher self. So when they're in your first house, you are here. Oh, I'm getting chills. You are here with the express purpose of being the embodiment of spirit and sharing that embodiment of spirit, that mastery of spirit of your divine nature with the world. So it's pretty powerful. What sign is that in by? Oh, Sun Aries and Ascendant Scorpio. So in a very deep way, right? Following though your passions, right? You don't need to be something for everyone, you have to dial it in maybe a little bit more deeper to what you are passionate about. So you're not necessarily um, speaking to the wider world, you're speaking to a niche in the world that matches what it is that you're here to share, what your gifts are. Uh, okay, so let's see, JLo, I sometimes lose people when I speak in a group, but it is okay because the one who needs the message will receive it. And I think that's kind of the, the attitude we have to take is that I'm not everybody's cup of tea and I have to be okay with that. I can't go out and blast my voice around the world to a bunch of people who don't give one wit about who I am or about what I'm sharing, but I also can't control that. So I just have to um, have faith that the people to, that need to hear the words that I'm saying or the messages that I'm bringing are going to hear them and they're going to pick them up, right? They're going to do what they need to do with the voice that they're hearing coming from me, just as all of you need to have that same kind of faith that your voice, your, your self is going to be picked up by the people that need to hear you. And you have to have faith that that's happening, not that you have to force things to happen or to go out there and push your way in. That is just not going to work for everybody. Now, for some people, you are here to push the edge. You are here to bring that out into the wider world. So if that's the case, then you do that. You do what's right for you, right? Um, Susie Gemini, I give my son messages too. Good for you. I do it all the time, actually. <laughs> now, um, and if they think I'm weird, I, I can't I can't control what they think. That isn't my job. It's not in my purview. So, okay. If you think I'm awesome, yay. If you think I'm a quackpot, well, okay, yay. Whatever, right? I, I can't control that. Uh, let's see. Something else going on here. Congratulations, Leilani. I'm not sure what is that about. I might have missed something here, so I'm going to scroll back. Christine, how profound. If we all healed ourselves, the world could be healed. 
that is in a phrase in a sentence the whole of jupiter turning direct i mean you say that so well and it is the potential that we have and um add to that today mercury moving direct and we're going to talk about that next um i just wanted to go back see what i missed leilani my saturn is in aries and my chiron is in scorpio while my midheaven and lilith are in leo very interesting indeed i think i will present my billion dollar idea on wednesday um just make sure it's in response to people that want to hear your million dollar idea if you have your human design chart you want to look at your throat center you want to make sure that the that it's the right timing for you to share your idea and you'll know that because you'll have maybe said to people i have a billion dollar idea do you want to hear it and they'll have said yes if they say no or they act not interested it isn't the right timing don't waste your energy but I have a feeling that uh, people may want to hear what you have to share, Leilani. All right. So now let's talk about Mercury Direct real quickly. And then I want to pull a couple of cards for us for the week. Mercury Direct at gate 48, the highest expression of which is wisdom. And what did we discover when the sun went through the gate 48? Those of you out there, I feel like I should have, you know, voices that chime in that say, wisdom is within us. That's correct, class. Wisdom is in here. It's not something that you go chasing in your outer world. So Mercury turning direct at the gate 48 helps us to see, yes, we can learn from information, right? We can learn from going to school. We can learn from um, certification programs and books, etc. But ultimately, when we are demonstrating our mastery, it comes from the resourcefulness from our inner wisdom, right? The resourcefulness of our inner wisdom. You'll know you're using your inner wisdom when you're not feeling inadequate. When you're feeling inadequate, like I don't know enough, I need to know more, I need another book, I need another certification program, or I need another lesson in how to do this, that you've triggered the inadequacy here. And as soon as you see it, right? It's not that I want you to push that away. I want you to be all in with it, grab hold of it and, and validate it that, yes, I see I'm still holding a piece of this fear and thank you for showing it to me. Right. And I'm going to love that fear. I'm going to love that shadow until I watch it dissipate or disappear or morph into transfigure into transmute into boldness or independence or a new voice or innovation, right? Whatever it's going to change into wisdom right? Wisdom. And knowing the difference between um, that part of you that is seeking, always seeking, and the part of you that is looking inward for the wisdom, right? So we have that. All right. Um, also, Mercury turning direct means that for the next few weeks, I think it's until November 5th or 7th, we are going to be in the retro shade. So Mercury doesn't suddenly speed ahead. He sits for a bit at this same gate. In fact, I can tell you how long he sits at that gate until October 27th, in which case he then will move slowly forward to the next gate. He spends another, what, four or five days at the gate 57, and then on to the 32, he speeds up. So over these next few weeks, he's going back through the same territory that he's been through. 
right? So you might have this feeling of deja vu. <laughs> Haven't I been here, done this? Didn't I learn something about this? Because now where before you might've had to be reimagining or reevaluating or, you know, rethinking, now it's about taking it out into the world and demonstrating it, right? Doing something with it, sharing it. And that's an important key difference between Mercury in retrograde and Mercury in forward motion is the difference between keeping it close to your vest and, and thinking it through or imagining it, writing up goals or outlining it and demonstrating it, right? So there's that. Uh, okay, one last look at comments here. Hmm. Leilani says, thanks. She's going to check her chart. I love it. Um, JLo, I'm ready. The gifts are follow flowing in from within as 16.4 South Node con unconscious 16.6 IQ conscious. Um, see, I love how you guys are all starting to really blend human design, gene keys, and astrology, which was my goal in the first place by bringing up astro design. I see that piece, parts of you uh, are really starting to get that, especially JLo. I, I notice it with you, but I'm thinking if she's doing that, all of you are starting to understand and weave together these different systems so that you can see yourself from a more holistic standpoint. So there's that. That's awesome. Um, okay. As always, I'm going to bring us an animal, but I really feel the need this morning to go galactic. I just need to find the galactic cards because I probably buried them sometime here. Uh, oh, there you are. That's not them, but I forgot I had those. <laughs> uh, holy moly. They got buried big time. There they are. Galactic heritage cards. These are by Lissa Royal Holt. And I love them because they they take us to, uh, because everything that we're going through right now is in preparation for becoming galactic citizens, right? Um, we are being prepared. If we can't create peace on this own planet, on our own planet, in our own personal lives, we're not ready yet to be part of the galactic um, citizenship, if you will. So everything that we can do now to help ourselves helps us become more galactically aware, if you will. Ooh, yes, we have a really good one. We have Paradox and we have Sirius. So we got two. One is, so Paradox was from Zeta Reticuli and it is about the future. Can you guys see this? Let's move over here a little bit. And I'm going to read, these are a little bit longer. So if we run a little bit over nine, I'm sorry, I apologize, but the recording will be there for you. And then calling our parts home, 92, which is an 11, thank you very much, serious of the future. So we have two future cards for galactic citizenship. Let's do paradox first from the Zeta Reticuli, card 98, which is a 17. That's interesting, since we, are, since we talked about the gate 17 this morning. Here we go. The Zetas passed through an essential transformational paradigm on their way to enlightenment. It has to do with an alchemical shift from a state of polarity to the paradox of containing both poles simultaneously in total balance with no preference for either. Spiritually, they learned to be both full, containing the universe in all its forms, and empty, containing nothing but conscious awareness. Living this paradox is a point of power and is the key for spiritual transformation. 
You contain this paradox as well. Learn to tap into it to accelerate your evolution and let the Zetas guide you. This card refers to the Zeta era in which their species became enlightened. The theme of this card may be the most difficult one in the deck to understand because the mind is used to processing its view of reality through polarity, choosing one or the other. A paradox is a seemingly true statement or group of statements that leads to a contradiction or a situation that seems to defy logic or intuition. The mind cannot grasp that two opposing forces can sometimes coexist harmoniously. This is why you need Geminis in your midst, <laughs> because we can do that. Very often, when people discover a paradox on their spiritual journey, they believe that it is because they have somehow failed in their work. The opposite is true. It means we are closer to the truth because truth cannot exist within a polarized perspective. As we teach ourselves to go beyond this or that, a whole new reality opens. If this card came up in your reading, it points to a shift in your perspectives that is on the horizon or happening now. This shift can take you closer to unlocking limited beliefs and perspectives that keep you stuck. If you encounter a paradox in your life, Resist the temptation to make a choice of this or that. Let the two ideas both be present without choosing one or the other. Let yourself feel what that does within your consciousness. This was one of the key exercises that helped to free the Zeta species and facilitate their enlightenment. And it will be a key in human transcendence as well. Let's do 92, which was another future card. This is future serious calling our parts home. So here was paradox. Again, this is the picture. Kind of odd, but weird. All right. Okay. And here is calling our parts home. Serious one. Okay. When we connect with the future serious energy, it acts as a force that nudges us toward the integration of all of our parts. Love that. The shadow and the light. If you had lifetimes of deep polarity and struggle, this serious energy can provide a profound healing if you allow yourself to embrace all parts of you, even those you don't want to see. Take a quiet moment and visualize the star serious. With each inhale, breathe in its energy. With each exhale, release old, separated parts of you into the light of serious. In doing so, you call all parts of you home. This card accesses energy from the Syrian era after they became an awakened species and transcended to a non-physical fifth density state. The Syrians from this era are a great model for humans, showing how a physical species can transcend the challenges of being immature, become awakened, transcend physical existence, and then serve as guides for other beings. The Syrians from this era are devoted to serving humans and other species as they too experience planetary awakening. In order for this awakening to happen, individuals and the planetary consciousness as a whole must begin a process of integrating the aspects that were never allowed to be embraced, the shadow as well as the light. In that way, this card is a very healing card. If it shows up in your reading, there may be many messages. It could be that a Syrian being is working directly with you to assist your growth, and this being could strongly have the potential of being a future self for you. The strongest message, however, is that it is time for you to begin to embrace the parts of yourself that you always wish to keep separate, the parts of you that you cannot love. All of these parts must now be embraced. When they are, your full being will be home. This is a first step on the path 
of Awakening. Wow. Super, super awesome cards. And let's draw an animal that will also help be our guide for us. And I do this primarily because I love this deck. And wow, an animal just flew out of the deck. Oh my God. It is. There's two of them actually. Oh, are you shitting me? So, I mean, are you? Wow. Okay, you guys are not going to believe this. So two cards flew out of the deck with the uh, galactic ones. One was the number 98, which is a 17. The first card that flew out was the card 17, Crow Spirit. And Crow Spirit says, co-create with spirit. The second card that flew out of the Galactic Heritage deck was the number 92, which was an 11. And this one also flew out, which is card 29, which is also an 11. The backwards of 92 giraffe spirit that says, see the big picture. All right. So we're going to read both those. I can't make this stuff up. I love doing card readings for that reason, because I just never know how it's going to validate what I said or what information that everybody needs to know. All right. So let's do crow spirit, co-create with spirit card number 17, which by the way, if you add up 17 is an eight, which is a power number, right? 17. As you look around you, can you sense the magic that pulses through the world? Have you witnessed how every thought can become a thing? How every intention can call the universe into action as the sacred laws shape what you experience? The universe works in perfect order. When you align your thoughts, feelings, and beliefs with spirit, you will want to crow with delight, feeling the excitement and wonder of being in harmony with something much larger than yourself. Crow Spirit says you are right on target now to see your dreams magically come into being in the, in the visible world. The laws of abundance, compensation, frequency, and praise are operating in your favor now. Remember to be grateful and praise what is yours, even if it is still coalescing into form, still residing in the invisible realms of co-creation. No matter what area of your life you're concerned with now, what you hope for is on its way, for Spirit is your co-creation partner. Giraffe spirit, number 29. We've had this card a few times, actually. It's one of my favorites. And it says, see the big picture. Giraffes stretch upward to reach the treetops and look down from a high vantage point. When giraffe spirit appears, it is a sign to observe from a higher view. In all aspects of your life, it's time to stretch your neck out and broaden your view. Open your eyes to what others need or are experiencing and see the big picture you fit into. No matter how great your wisdom, knowledge, or experience, you don't want to overlook details and connections that will help you better understand yourself and your circumstances. So stretch yourself. Look beyond what catches your attention at eye level and know that not everything is as obvious as you might like it to be. Spirit will bestow upon you a new perspective that might make all the difference. Love it. Crow and giraffe, right? Love them, love them. All right, so those are great cards. 
great messages for us. And I thank you all for being here with me this morning. If you're over there on YouTube, please hit the thumbs up button. If you haven't yet done so, please hit the subscribe button as well. If you're paying attention to me this morning on Facebook, please hit the like button. And in both cases, please share my messages with your social media or your groups of friends. Much love to all of you. Take care. Have a wonderful day. And I will see you again on Friday morning, 8 a.m. Pacific time. Bye for now.